Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Breathing 411. Let's jump straight into this week's four thoughts. The first thought is build a breath, breath stages and the nervous system. And here's a quote. Vagal activity is enhanced during the post-inspiratory period and inhibited during the post-expiratory period. In end quote, and that's from a paper published in 2018. I shared this one last week, but I wanted to share that quote uh, because it's somewhat, you know, unassuming. I just it was just in the discussion part of the paper, I believe, and it was just kind of there. But it actually led to a, like a big aha moment for me. Because when we think about what that says, so vagal activity is enhanced during the post-inspiratory period and inhibited during the post-expiratory period. That means that inhalations are sympathetic, right? They activate the fight or flight branch. We already knew that. But it means that inhale pauses. So if you pause after the inhale and hold your breath, this is mainly parasympathetic dominant. And then, of course, it means exhales are parasympathetic. We already knew that but it meant that exhale pauses are sympathetic because that's post-expiratory period, right? And so I'd I'd never actually thought about this too much and just assumed that if you held your breath at the bottom of an exhale, it would be more parasympathetic because you were just parasympathetic during the exhale. I know it's, um, yeah, it's getting confusing for me even talking it, but essentially what it means is that holding our breath after an inhale is more relaxing than after an exhale. I should say pausing our breath, not huge holds. It's just like these small holds. So if we apply this to a real world example, we can look at the popular four, seven, eight breath, the one made popular by Dr. Andrew Weil. So using those above relationships, we see four second inhale. So four seconds are sympathetic. And then a seven second hold with an eight second exhale means 15 seconds are in parasympathetic, which just makes complete sense as to why it's so relaxing, why, right? Why so many people love it and uh, why he calls it an, like a natural tranquilizer for your nervous system. So with this information, you can now assemble and tailor a breath to meet your needs, right? And in the uh, in the email or in the in the blog post, I share a link to the Breathe app, which is a simple one that will allow you to pick inhale, hold, exhale, hold. So go have fun with it, right? Take this knowledge, apply it in a way that makes sense for you and ratios that work for your you and you know where you're at. So all right. That is it for that thought. Let's move on to thought number two, which is titled One Way to Stop Over Breathing, and that one is mouth tape. So here's a quote. Taping the mouth at night ensures the benefits of good breathing during sleep, allowing you to fall asleep more quickly, stay asleep longer, and wake up feeling energized. End quote. And that is Patrick McCune from The Oxygen Advantage. And if that's not enough, right, <laughs> falling asleep faster, uh, more quickly staying asleep longer, and, and waking up feeling energized, if that's not enough, it also can help train our bodies to breathe less in general. Of course, there are many things we need to be doing, right? It's not just mouth tape. But here's what Patrick says, quote, spending a guaranteed eight hours breathing through your nose while you sleep is an opportune way to re-educate your respiratory center to adjust to a more normal breathing volume. That is amazing. And just another reason to tape our mouths. If you're not not already, maybe give it a try. Safely, of course. But yeah, just love that. Love Patrick's wisdom from the Oxygen Advantage. And if you want more amazing wisdom from that book, I just released a book forum one on it in the Breath is Life Learning Center. So go sign up so you can get all the awesome info. All right, let's move on to thought number three, how to work with the root of emotional imbalances. So here's a quote. 
no matter how out of control we feel, how low our energy is, or how large our problems seem to loom, wind energy training is an effective intervention for all emotional imbalances. When we work with the breath, we work with the root of the problem. End quote. And that's Anyan Rinpoche and Allison Zangmo from the Tibetan Yoga of Breath. And I just absolutely love that. And I really have nothing to add except for to re-emphasize bold, all caps, right? When we work with the breath, we work with the root of the problem. That is amazing and just helps explain why breathing is so powerful for dealing with emotional imbalances, which I have tons of, but breathing has been a huge, huge help. And I think it's actually one of the biggest helps of breathing is the emotional side, which I'm gonna start researching a lot more because it is so powerful. All right, and finally, thought number four, a tiny thought on why breathing helps everything. And here is that tiny thought. Since no bodily function can occur without breathing, right? It just makes sense that breathing in some way has to influence every bodily function. That's it. Super simple, but it gives us a reason to, or it gives us some logic behind, or some deductive logic behind why breathing seems to help everyone in some way, whether or not, you know, whatever the problem, whatever the issue, it seems to be beneficial. It's because breathing is so, you know, fundamental to life. So anything we change to our breathing will impact everything else. All right. Let's move on to uh, the one quote for this week. For something so simple, automatic, and for more, most people unconscious, breathing carries with it great power. End quote. And that is Al Lee and Don Campbell. And finally, the one answer for this week, the category is breathing and emotions. The answer is Using fMRI, researchers have found that breathing influences activity in this region of the brain, which is an area associated with emotional regulation and response. So it kind of gives us a, a way that breathing helps our emotions. So this region of the brain, I will pause while you ponder. What is the cingulate cortex? So there's several other ways in which breathing influences our emotions, but that is one of them. All right, that is it for this week. Remember to go out and get Patrick's book or tape your mouth or whatever it might be. Remember the breath pausing, build a breath, right? You can now um, basically structure it around the fact that inhales are sympathetic, inhale holds are parasympathetic, exhales are parasympathetic, and exhale holds are sympathetic. And that gives us this kind of uh, nice way of looking at when to add pauses and, and how long and all these different things. It just gives us a lot. It's just such a neat way to, to frame it. So do that. Remember, we work with the root of the problem when we address the breath, right? That that is how we can deal with emotional imbalances. And finally, remember that it just makes sense that if we if no bodily function can occur without breathing, then breathing must influence every bodily function at some level. So thank you so much for listening and have a great week. I'll see you next time.